Greetings and welcome to True Life Experiences, streaming live on Streets 989 Atlanta TV. I'm your host, Minister Jazzy. Tonight, we welcome two distinguished community leaders, civil rights activists, Bishop Nairis K. Allen Sr., Senior Pastor at New Hope Cathedral, in Rome, Georgia. It is a church of God. Also, we have founder and Streets 989 media person, Maceo Fletcher. He is the founder of Metropolitan American Community Enrichment Outreach. He joins us tonight to talk and to focus on police brutality, police accountability, and gun violence. Let's welcome them to the studio. Welcome, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good evening. Great. Good evening. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Great. I'm doing Great. fine. Thank you all so much for coming on tonight. As you know, we have recently had Yet another killing of an unarmed black man by a police officer in Memphis, Tennessee, Tyree Nichols. And tonight we're going to focus on the release of the body cam video that came out. So let's take a little look at this. So now this part is really the disturbing part. And I think that we all know what happened there. So I'm going to stop it there. So who wants to chime in? Tell us a little bit about what your thoughts were uh, when you initially saw the clip. You can go past where you want to. I go if you don't. No, you 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 go ahead. I I mean, I merely thought about the night that I was sitting in the living room looking at um the LAPD and what they did to that brother at that time. And if it wasn't caught on on, on video, we wouldn't even be able to catch this on video because we would be understand the mechanism of video and and and, and getting evidence and that sort of thing. 
even though sometimes evidence don't even count, but still, um, that's what I thought about. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, when I first uh, seen that, Black Wise, I was just thinking that them being police officers, and especially Black police officers, uh, they should automatically understand what Black has gone through with, through life, uh, all the time alone, but somehow this must have been done before and before and before in the community, because if it would not have been uh, done before, um, and maybe they didn't have a camera at that, at that time, but this particular time they caught on camera, and they they were so sacked up they forgot about the camera even on them on them, the one over the head, they just gone and and that. Was awful to see a 140-pound man, five officers doing all types of action against him from the, um, you know, kicking him and hitting him. And, and then after he was running, they ran and caught him. And, you know, they, they hadn't finished what they wanted to do. Uh, it's just something that is hard for me to understand how the police done that for it. You know, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, um, this is one of the things that lead uh, cities to go and uh, obtain uh, consent decrees from the federal government. Uh, just like uh, back in L.A., uh, it one, one came down. One came down in Louisville. One came down in Chicago. I'm looking for one to come down to Memphis. Okay, um, and these these are documents that's issued by the um, DOJ and the FBI and that sort of thing, uh, stating that um, certain actions or by the police can or cannot be done, and how uh, community and police can get uh, uh, together on one accord. So um, I look at things like that. Is is this is going to become a future uh, consent decree uh, city? Well, um, I'm going to chime in. I I felt that um, it was it was almost like Rodney King to me, like reliving um, the the Rodney King situation. Uh, but I just felt like I just could not believe that they were beating him like that, and they really didn't even know that they were being videoed. Um, from the camera on the street because some of them had turned their cameras off. That's right. And see, that's the thing about body-worn cameras. One thing I guess uh, I initiated before I uh, resigned from the Citizen Review Board here is to make sure that this city would be able to have uh, body-worn cameras. One thing about those things is they take pictures up to 60 seconds before they even cut the button on and 60 seconds after it's cut off, okay? So now the thing is, if people cut it off uh, before they went out there on their post, they probably didn't even cut it on at the time that they took over their watch. And that's how I'm looking at the situation. Um, anywhere it goes, um, this is, is a vital tool that's needed in our neighborhoods. Uh, uh, to, to create uh, a sanity among uh, the police as well as the uh, community. 
I agree what? that we need the body cameras. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's an issue. And, and, and I, I think that everybody feels like, even if with the George Floyd situation, had the young lady not been there with just a phone camera, uh, we would not have that evidence. So I, I think that body cameras are, are needed not only for local, but state, federal, everybody that deals with the general public as first to arrest in someone. That goes back to uh, Big that goes back to Big Brother years ago when they were talking about Big Brother, you know, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And uh, now Big Brother's here. And all that's really stated for the young people who don't understand is the video cameras are everywhere, whether it's on your telephones, on your camera, I mean, on, on your on the pole, on, on, the, on the sidewalk, uh, on, on the expressway, cameras are here. So the bottom line is to do right as much as possible. But, you know, That's when you say, I'm sorry, Bishop, go ahead. No, go ahead. You know, when you say do right, the the thing that I didn't even, I didn't, I'm not, I'm going to finish playing this clip. But in one of the instances, the police officer were literally out of breath. And it was like he was pissed off. Because mm -hmm. he had to run. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's a part of your job. Once you entails in, in uh, uh, any type of, of situation with the general public, anything may happen. So you have to be prepared and ready for that emotionally and physically. But you also got to understand the fact that after they get hired, the first hire, and they go through the physical part, of the examination, then they started eating. Then that's one reason why they be so much out of breath because all they do is eating now. They're not maintaining the physical attribute. And then uh, the fact that uh, I was raised in projects in Chicago, so I understand brutality from the police. Okay, I had it done. You know, I was well, we from the south, so we lived through Jim Crow. So we definitely understand. Police brutality. Oh, I understand everything. Okay, I'm yeah. both as a friend. Yeah. So, I I think that that's something that we can all agree with. But what I don't understand is that we've been on this mission for some time, and the police okay. continue to kill our black males more it's so than one... anyone else. Well, uh, we understand that laws need to protect that, need more training, and also uh, looking at what I, in Memphis, Tennessee, how quick the, the chief of police had them and done it, uh, when they're trying to make it look though they have things under control. And I'm hoping that turning point through through legislative laws that make it more uh hold officers more accountable accountable for doing stuff like this because this was done in that in the wide open and it make this so bad the officer was involved yes 
You know, but you got to also understand that uh-uh, Terry stops need to stop. Uh-huh. Terry stops are illegal search and seizure, violation of the Fourth Amendment. So, it's Terry versus the, the state of Ohio that start that start yeah. the whole situation. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, if everybody can understand that, if when you when you talk about police going back to get more training and everything, you got to specifically tell them what type of training that they need to get. Instead of saying just more training, okay? Uh, for one thing is they need to recognize the Fourth Amendment and the fact that uh, and stop those terrorist stops that's happening all over the United States and and, and the, vic- the victims are more likely to become minorities. I don't know, but, you know, we can go down the list, guys, on... I mean, we can go all the way back to Eric Gardner, to Philando Castro, to, I mean, the list goes on. Breonna Taylor, to, it's just so many. Not to mention the little bitty boy, 12 years old, Tremere Rice. I will never, ever forget when I heard that they killed him and he had a toy gun. Yeah, that's in the there. He was in a park. He was in a park in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, right, how about the young man that was walking home uh, with his little sandwich or something at night, and four or five yeah. of them He was, he's, he was, um, he had a handicap. Okay, I mean, uh, a, a physical handicap. I think it was a mental handicap, and uh, they just beat him senseless. And because it doesn't make a difference, it makes no difference whether you're old or you're young. Whether you're a woman or a man, a boy or girl, the front or the back, the bottom line, you got to be black. That's criteria. You got to be black. Okay? And that's yeah. just real. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, all it does is, you know, it goes from police brutality to non-accountability because they shot Jamari and Robinson 59 times in East Point. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. I see very few people go to jail, like the guy up in Chicago shot the boy on the ground 16 times, or you take the guy in the cab, uh, the naked, the naked veteran, you know, and uh, the fact yes. that he got killed. I went to that. I went to that trial. I stood right there in front of that, in front of that officer when he got his time. 20 years, 12 years to do. Okay? That that makes me happy. Okay? Well, because he did, girl, that didn't make any sense. What which which one? How can a naked man be a how can he feared for his life? He feared for his life. Well, that because he was a black man. Right, and, and, and the thing was too long. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay, we're not gonna go there. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> Anyway, let's now, talk. My question, about- my question is to the uh, to the to the to the bishop. What do you yeah. feel about the black and blue uh, weekend that was just passed in October? Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Not really. Not really. I'm happy about that part, but uh, that you're not familiar with it, okay? And it's it's just an effort of. Um, Law enforcement on every level, from federal down to local, 
joining in with uh, pastors across the United States to try to uh, psyche the black um, uh, clientele of people to uh, be more peaceful. We yet and still, it's led by somebody who's a flip-flopper, okay? That's Which right. is named uh, Michael Hutchins, okay? Which at one time was trying to be with uh, Catherine Johnston's family. Then because he was COA, he gonna sue Catherine Johnston's family. Now he's gonna lead the, the law enforcement uh, with, the, with, the, with the pastors all over the United States as he collect uh, some, some types of memberships and that sort of thing, because I know what this guy's about, okay? And my thing mm -hmm. is, what do you feel about the pastors and the law enforcement joining together to try to calm down the black community when it's law enforcement that's got us in the uproar in the first place? Well, you see, that's a, a problem right there because uh, most of the pastors feel, uh, you know, what that we can play is not being implemented from respect to in in the police department and the forces because a lot of times um when i be dealing with uh things in this city here uh they want to come to and come in the community and try to get ahead of what happened in the past or sometime uh they they said some things right we said some things but maybe we shouldn't at the same time, the officers, the officers need to know, the police department need to know the training, their officers to do the thing they should do. When they are put at a car, they shouldn't be let this happen in, in Memphis, snatching a young man out of the car and, and uh, trying to show their authority. But uh, one thing I think they should, if anybody be stopped for, Gonna be stopped for speeding or running the red light. Let them go. You got cameras. You got a tag. Don't try to pursue the uh, the case because that's what happened in Memphis. They they said it happened, but it wasn't on recorded that he, this happened. Speeding or whatever, but that's what they're using. That still is not good enough to what they do. They need to hold a camera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand that. Then you look at the chief of police, young lady who used to be here in Atlanta, who mm -hmm. I served on different committees with down in the city hall, CJ. Something is wrong with that, with that chapter right there, okay? And yes. the fact that uh, she comes from here, she was part of Red Dog that we helped this man over here uh, in conjunction with Reverend Joseph E. Lowry. You know, and I got to get rid of that red dog. And now she got that scorpion thing. I believe it or not, after this incident, and I was I was coming back in, in from South Carolina the other day, and I looked at the traffic light, looked to the left, and saw a sheriff's car, Fulton County Sheriff's car, with, with, with LeBlanc's name on it, and it had scorpion written all over the, over, all over the, 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 the car. I took a picture of that, because that's what I do. All right? That'll come up later. But the thing about it is, there's a problem there with you know, coming up with different special units to tackle our community. Okay? And that's our, that's our team. We lose 
especially physically, we're going to lose. Okay? What do you think about that, Pastor? Uh, well, because, you know, that, that uh, the way are, they, they are trained, uh, and they are not trained to be able to calm the down, but go back to that mental situation. I don't understand why it could even happen like it did. Being black police officers, they should have been well uh, alert and well trained, which is they wasn't trained, and they put out on these special task forces. This, you know, do things they shouldn't do, and all these different task forces they created, and it's not necessarily have that. Uh, they were trained. They were trained in blue over black, blue over black. Right. Okay, and it's, it's a problem with that because. Oh, you, 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 yeah. So anyway, it goes. The bottom line okay? is, everybody's great. Everybody's yeah. great. You start cutting yeah. off. Who's that? Who's that? Me? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't done anything but raise my hands up in the air. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Okay. Getting excited. <laughs> well, this is my subject, so uh, you know I, what you want me to say here, you know. But uh, I'm just saying that. Um, okay. We had to, 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 to come up to another solution here with programs and inside the community, you know, uh, compared to what we got now. I can remember going. Social, I can remember going to social center after school. Okay, and that was just you know basketball and shooting some pool. Uh, some girls playing some volleyball or some some dodgeball and stuff like that, you know, softball out on the diamond of the school. But they don't do that no more. So what do we teach our kids? I tell you one thing we should teach our kids how to interact with police when the police come up to you or when the police come up to your car. And that is something I've done in the past. I've, I've created uh, something on all, all my materials to teach people how to interact with police because we as a people don't teach our kids how to interact with police. We that, just, that's a good thing. That is a good thing. You need to teach them how when the police approach their car, they should be able to, uh, you know, keep the hand up at the keep same hands on the wheel on the gravity. Yeah, it's right on the wheel. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, when you're out there, especially, you know, that you, you, that the, best you can do you you're fighting against the art to be uh, you know kept safe and and be able to uh get out of the incident uh without any well, give, let me give everybody a little nugget before we have to leave yeah okay. uh, and that's an app that you, you should you should just download from your app store and it's called mobile justice find that on your app store download that you can video the police in their actions. It goes straight to the ACLU, and it'll go straight to a, a designated area that you wanted to go to. All right? And, and like I said, it's called mobile justice. It's a big old red fist. All right? Yeah. That helps a whole lot of people. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, well, let's move into gun violence because okay. uh, you were talking about our youth. We're talking about police brutality, which 
most definitely deals with gun violence. Um, what, what can we do to help our youth to curtail them from even, I mean, like just within the last 24 hours, we've had a five-year-old shoot himself accidentally with a gun. We had a 17-year-old killed in the city of South Fulton at a gas station for his vehicle. Another 15-year-old killed a man and injured a woman out on, in Princeton Lakes. So it is really something that is just really out of control. From mass school shootings to mall shootings to movie shootings, it's, it's church shootings, it's sad. Now I feel uh, with the gun control I really feel that they should ban assault weapons, the K-15, any gun that have uh, uh, shoot more than a few rounds, they should ban it because it's not uh, good to be on uh, weapons of war. We just don't need them guns. And uh, until we come together, nation and pass laws to make guns be let gotta have licenses you gotta have seat belt on you gotta have all these safety features that order and then the second amendment saying they can get a gun or carry anywhere they want to but you see uh, a gun was you just don't need it on the street it, it needs to be a, a law to ban like i said earlier assault weapon and if anybody be caught with one no matter who they are if they're not ready they need that gun taken from them, find them, and then I think you put a some, you know, some force and tooth and thing like that. But just let them be like it's going now. It's going to always be deaths after deaths and killing people because they train these young people how to shoot those guns. Now, in the black race, is not trained to protect themselves if some come in this nation like a. You know, I would say a racial confrontation because we've trained, we, we, we've got the gun, but we are not trained that we to shoot that we should have those guns. I think we ban them. I just, I'm going for banning them, ban all, ban them. That's the only thing. How much do you think <laughs> gun violence has to do with gangs and rap music, hip hop music? Before you, before you, before you go there, I just want to add a little, little, little segment okay. to what he just said. First, start at the house. Mm -hmm. get, get, get a lockbox, okay? Control your the key to your lockbox, all right? In the city of Atlanta right now, the city council has passed laws to give out free lockboxes, especially since uh, this new city, uh, new city council person came in there, Antonio uh, Lewis, okay? Mm -hmm. So the bottom line is, that's number one. That's in your house. That's even for, for you step out the door to say, how do they, how do they smell, okay? Then we know that's one thing to solve, okay? Now, um, I believe in the Second Amendment, okay? I believe in that. I believe um, that uh, an individual should do the right thing with, the, with their rights. You know, uh, uh, I'm a part of a... Uh, 
carry council. Okay, because I think that we need to see we need to see all sides of the equation, not just one side of the equation. Okay, and I'm not that I'm going to do anything with anything like that. But the bottom line is, I believe in war. I don't believe in taking a knife to the gunfight, and that's what we've been doing. I, I mean, when, when the pastors say buy back guns and stuff like that, you know. Then, then what we then those are some guns that's off the street, especially. I don't think that that's going to solve the problem. I'm just saying different. I, I, just think, different I think we, we we need to try to come up with some type of solution to help our young people curve their appetite for violence. I understand. So that means that we need so to put some little more. Two people ahead, can't talk ahead, at the same time. Go ahead, Pastor. No, you go ahead. I, I understand uh, uh, what uh, you said, Fletcher, and I understand what uh, Minister Jazz said as well. Like, uh, the guns available for young people to get the land. They don't have them. They don't have them in a safe place. They can pick them up, and uh, they just uh, like that child went to school and shot that teacher. So six it's years old. Thing. Six years old. That's all the old people. Lockbox. Lockbox. Hey, lockbox. Put them guns where they can't get the guns. That would be better. Yeah, now, yeah. right now, they are they making this, uh, you know, they make a child gun now. Uh, K-15. Y'all seen, you read about that? Or heard about that? They put child. It's, a, it's another little type gun. Where it's by the, way, the, the, the bigger, I guess, the lower word. Uh, and, and those children Father and mother abandoned those kids, those guns. And so what do you and, think? I what do you think about the question that I asked? How much do you think gang violence and rap music have to do with all of the violence that's going on in society right now? Well, the gang, you know, it's about that thing, you know. I, I you know, uh, coming from my area to get 20, 30 different gangs in in four block area, that sort of thing. I understand gang violence and going to school, you know, and it's hard on a kid uh, <laughs> growing up, you know, especially a black boy growing up, you know, and to, to get to the age of 17 is rough by itself, you know, and I understand that. But the thing about it is you get to set it in your mind to do the right thing, join the right kind of programs that's, that's helping you as, as, a, as a citizen, it's helping you as a community, and then leave leave that other thing behind you. Don't even look back at it. You know, just don't, don't look look forward. Uh, I know gangs is, is all over the country and all in these communities. Uh, we have been trying to uh, go into these communities in, in North Georgia and seem to me that, that when we go in and uh, have a peace of mind, then uh, someone from these people from outer cities, from different cities, that's how that game works, from city to city and town to town. And that being said, it's, it's just get out of trouble and try to do their stuff and go back in where they're from. And I know. Yeah, that's that was one of the things that I brought to attention on one of the meetings that I went to. Um, it's okay to meet, but then everybody goes their separate ways and try to do separate things. They don't come together and work together to solve the issue. It's like every it's like a popularity thing, you know. Everybody starts forming these different organizations and 
they're doing the same thing, but they don't want to work together. It, and, and, that, and that makes no sense. And, and then it used to be, excuse me, it used to be time that gangs were in that rural town, the small town, like, but they yeah. are here like this in Atlanta and Chicago and New York, whatever. It's, it may not be as many of them, but they're here, uh, I know, in our community. We, we're fighting against the gangs. What I mean by fighting, we're trying to call meetings and unity together and, and uh, telling them that it's, that's not the road to go down because if you want to be productive in life, a successful person, you got to, uh, you know, get changed that way and don't even be a part of that. But it's hard. Now, we do have, we have this, we do have some of the kids off coming out of those areas and and also being better students and better person, but it, it, we got a long way to go to solve that problem. Yeah, because let's share a little bit about your Student Excellence Scholarship Foundation. Um, you're going to be going to Ghana soon? I'm going to where? Are, are you going to Ghana? Where are you oh, going yeah, to? Uh, no, it's uh, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ethiopia. I, I, I'm just so excited about this right here. I guess I spend more of my time on this now, along with the church. Do we have 16 students? And now, let me say, could you explain that? Because we couldn't see it. We couldn't see it. So, can you explain that? Okay, I explain this for. I have a scholarship foundation called the Student Exit Scholarship Foundation International. 16 students is staggered up from the. It started from the first grade to about the ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Here, two or three will be coming out and receive a scholarship from this foundation. And one of the students is in Ethiopia. Oh, and boy. also, yeah, she's at the top here. She's been with me since she was in first grade. And uh, first grade, that being said, that uh, uh, the she come out of high school and she wanted to be a doctor. And in the year 2024, I'm already working at uh, to get my flight to uh, Ethiopia to see a graduate and maybe try to get it back to the States for vacation. And uh, so all these students that I have on the foundation, when I take them, most of them are uh, real. And they're all honor students. And this one on this side here is already in college. She is an honor student there, second, third year. She's third year, she's a junior. And, uh, that's what I work on. Let, let students know that uh, they can be a productive person in life. They can go through life and be what they need to do, should be. So we were hosting our 10 years this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm and, glad uh, to be a part of it. Thank you so much for allowing me to be involved with that. We're going to get ready to wrap it up, though, uh, Bishop and Maceo. Let's get your final thoughts on the issues and the topics tonight. Starting that. Go ahead, Mace. I mean, it's, I mean, it just about okay. Just in general, bottom line is when you talk about gangs, get closer to your child so your child can confide in you okay because the people out there in the street getting closer to your, to your child okay another thing is the fact that 
when you talk about guns being available to people, make sure you uh, get your lockbox and and have them and they keep it in a place where it's too high for a baby to get there and, and it's too far back in the back for the older child to, to, to dig and try to rummage to get. And then also, when you talk about police misconduct, and that's what it's called, because I, I do police uh, oversight. There, there are certain things you have to look out for, okay, and be alarmed at when you, when you interact with the police. And what I did right then, I put in the chat my name and my phone number. For anyone who wants to uh, get in touch with me, you can. And um, we can come to your community and start a police oversight agency in your area. But it's got to be community driven. It's got to be an independent entity that's not a part of IA. Okay. It's got to be the community itself. So that's my phone number. Jazz will tell you how to get in touch with me if you can't get in touch with me that way. And, and Pastor, I got I got connections over in the, uh, Africa. Okay. Okay. Hey, you're not, you're not I talk, okay? Someone to go there with me. And also, I hope. Uh, uh, be a work, and uh, we're going to continue to try to improve uh, the students uh, and train them in the way they should go uh, and uh, keep them focused. That's the main thing because they don't need to get in these uh, games and, and other things that will hinder them from reaching their potential. And uh, so I will be in contact uh, through different ways, uh, need to support and in this community and as a whole. Of my traveling all across the country trying to make life better for our young people as well as our adults. I have a friend up there called Weta Sams. Do you know her? Yes, I do. In Rome? I, I met, uh, yes, Sam. Okay, and then uh, another pastor I'll interact up with uh, helped me with the Marcus Dixon case, which was in Rome. A Reverend Shields. Reverend Shields, exactly. That's right. Oh, mm -hmm. tell me you met Maceo. Thank you. I, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we, we, I, want, we, I want to have contact with you, okay? We, yeah, we was in the, on that committee to bring uh, Dr. Larry and Tyrone Brooks to those two different times to Rome to have a mass meet with. So I'm familiar with all of those. I was going to another day. I was going to tell on another day. Okay. Well, thank you all for sharing this evening. I'm going to say good night for now. It's been a great um community forum and hopefully we gave some information uh, we will go a little bit further and in depth as we continue to have these types of forums because it doesn't seem that it's going to end anytime soon mm -mm. no it's not mm -mm. so i look forward to inviting you guys back at some point thank you so much for sharing tonight thank you for this program I thank you so much one love many many oh. blessings Power to the people. One love. Power to the people. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. That was a community forum that we got together to talk about the Tyree Neal case and to just really, you know, focus on, you know, what could have happened or, or what should have happened Um that would not have resulted in his death. Guys, I, I want to thank you sincerely 
for continually to support our platform and our mission here on True Life Experiences live on Streets 989 Atlanta TV. I'd like to thank my guests is again for stopping by and sharing their motivations and passions with our audience. I'm your host, the First Lady, Minister Jazzy. Until then, keep God first in your life. We're going to exit with a video clip. We're going to finish the video clip and uh, we're going to get out of here. One love.